My family and I have been traveling the past few weeks, making our way via Cape Cod, Vermont, Lake George, and elsewhere to New York City for a terrific simcha. My sister-in-law's wedding this past Tuesday night. It was a wonderful occasion, and we're thrilled for her and her new husband. As is the custom, there have been a series of post-nuptial celebratory meals known as Sheva Brachot. At one of these events, my father-in-law, the father of the bride, shared an idea that I found relevant to all of us who are engaged in or pursuing serious relationships. We were reminded this week of the prohibition against marrying Moabite men, even many generations removed from the Exodus, because they did not greet you with bread and water on your journey when you came out of Egypt, and because they hired against you Bilam, son of Baor, to curse you. Strikingly, this is a harsher restriction than that imposed upon the Egyptians, whose descendants are permitted by Torah law to marry in upon conversion after three generations. How can we understand that the Egyptians, who enslaved our nation for hundreds of years and attempted at least partial genocide, are treated more hospitably than a group whose primary indiscretion was the withholding of food and beverage during our desert travel? In addition, the verse above actually lists two disqualifying Moabite features, their stinginess, and they're commissioning the Gentile prophet Bilaam to curse our ancestors. This latter act, seemingly far more egregious, is mentioned second, almost as an afterthought. We might consider that in a way, the Moabite transgression was more insidious and more perilous to a marriage, precisely because it was less dramatic. Anyone can recognize that a partner with murderous intent should be disclaimed immediately. But what of a person whose only flaw is a lack of generosity and goodwill? The Torah must insist that such qualities never be incorporated into the generational evolution of the Jewish people, known eternally as a people of mercy, diffidence, and kindness. So vital are these traits, and so difficult is their absence to detect, that the Moabites could not be granted admission under any circumstances. The commentator Kliyakar suggests that this characterological condition is even more exacting than it appears at surface. Examined closely, the verse does not state only that the Moabites withheld food and drink, but that they did not rise up, lokidmu, proactively to furnish it. In his reading, even if they had offered the provisions, they still would have been banned from assimilating with us because they lacked this idealized vision of benevolence. The precept of chesed, kindness, is so basic to our definition as Jews and so central to the institution of Jewish marriage that we do not settle for just checking the box of meeting our partner's needs. Rather, we seek out opportunities to satisfy, to anticipate when and how we can be of service to the other. This is a much higher, almost daunting degree of loving kindness, but it is our legacy as Jews. It is also the key to the most fulfilling relationships we can foster. Shabbat Shalom.